I was probably burning through more of my electrolytes and I wasn't sort of picking up the slack because you're using more of it in your body while you're in ketosis and you need to up your sodium intake. What's going on guys? So I've got a few updates on this keto journey. First off, I just switched back to adding carbs last night. I'm gonna talk about that in this video and why I did that, specifically with electrolytes and just the overall strength and performance in the gym that I'm gonna share with you in this video. So I'm not completely stopping keto, but I'm making some adjustments that I think are gonna be very valuable. And I've got a cool new contraption I'm playing around with called an Ached Away. I'm gonna show you what this thing is. These are all kind of like performance hacks and I'm already noticing the improvements and how I'm feeling and what I'm doing. So let's get into some of the meat of this. So if you've been following along, you know that I had uh, the flu a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and it just knocked me out for like seven, eight, nine, it was like nine days where I was pretty wrecked. And during that process, I quit coffee, I quit chocolate, I quit all carbs, I went strict keto, and I decided I was gonna just cycle into a real strict phase and do a ketogenic diet for a few weeks and see what happens. I kind of committed to the end of the month so first of the month yesterday, I was like, well, I'll add a few carbs and see how I'm feeling. Interestingly, last week, about midway through the week, I started getting lightheaded. I started actually getting lightheaded when I would do some pull-ups, when I would do push-ups, um, and I was feeling off. I was feeling some sinus pressure, some head pressure, and I started looking into it, and I realized that I wasn't, I was probably burning through more of my electrolytes, and I wasn't sort of picking up the slack with electrolytes while I was being ketogenic. So when you transition into being in ketosis, your body actually uses up more sodium in your body and that affects the way you balance magnesium and potassium and calcium and some of these minerals in your body. And so you need to make sure you're drinking more water because you're using more of it in your body while you're in ketosis and you need to also make sure you up your sodium intake. So I'm gonna talk about a few of the bits that you probably wanna optimize and watch for, especially if you're a keto carnivore. But the bottom line is you've gotta up your sodium intake and you've gotta be more mindful of drinking even more water. And then you also may need to up your calcium intake. And we'll talk about that here in just a moment. So with me, as I mentioned, I was getting symptoms. I would stand up and get lightheaded, or I would go do a set of pull-ups, like 10 pull-ups, and I would feel lightheaded. My heart would feel like it was kind of pumping. And I was like, what is going on? I'm I'm ketogenic, I'm eating a super clean carnivore diet, I'm eating plenty of fat, and I'm getting these, these sort of weird sort of symptoms of what's going on. So I looked into it, and the big thing for me was I probably wasn't adding enough sodium. Sodium needs to go up. Most people probably need four to six grams a day. Keep in mind, table salt is probably about 40% half sodium, it's sodium chloride, and so you're not getting the same four grams and four grams of table salt that you think you are, you need actually twice that much. So everybody's body's different nuanced, but keep that in mind, you're gonna need more sodium and you can do that by salting your water a little bit with like some real salt and really being generous with your food and adding a lot of sodium there. If you're keto, I highly recommend this. It's one of the quickest things I noticed that changed. When I started adding it within about four or five hours after I started drinking more water with sodium in it, I was feeling better. Now, if you overdo your water with sodium, it can cause diarrhea and loose stool, so be careful. You don't wanna go ham, like drink salt in your water, but don't dump a bunch of salt in your water and drink a bunch of salty water. That's just gonna cause gut issues and you're probably not gonna feel the best doing that. With the potassium, 
Potassium is a tricky one. If you supplement it, you have to be really careful. You can overdo potassium and then your blood pressure can drop. You can actually kill yourself if you put too much potassium in your body exogenously. So you wanna think about potassium. Some of the organ meats and muscle meat will have a decent amount of potassium. Generally, we don't see a deficiency in potassium with people who have ample amounts of sodium and are eating a normal, well-constructed, nose-to-tail carnivore diet. So if you're, if you're doing that, you don't need to be supplementing potassium. If you want to try and add potassium, again, I probably wouldn't recommend it. I'd recommend doing some of these other things with magnesium, the sodium, and the calcium first. You can get potassium from bulk supplements and you can add in, I think it's 1 64th of a teaspoon into like a 20 ounce water bottle. So you're, it's a very small amount of potassium chloride, KCL, that you would add in. But again, be very careful if you add potassium in. It can very much affect your biology in the wrong way if you put too much in your body at once. Calcium is an interesting one because I've been dairy free for so long and for whatever reason, with me going on a zero carb diet, I noticed that my, my calcium was, was becoming a bit of a deficiency. And this might also just be the fact that I'm not actively constantly adding in calcium. I haven't been doing bone broth regularly because it, the commercial grade has caused gut issues and I don't make it all the time. But if you wanna up your calcium intake but you don't want the side effects of dairy, you can start eating eggshells. Eggshells are great. I've been now adding at least two eggshells in the morning and in the evening to my routine to up my calcium intake. And this is definitely something I've noticed where it kind of helped complement the sodium intake, the calcium. I feel like I've kind of dialed it in. And the last one is magnesium. Now magnesium is pretty abundant in animal foods, but you know, if you're not eating organs on the regular and you're not necessarily getting it through your diet, then you may want to consider like a extended release life extensions brand or even like an instant magnesium. I don't recommend taking the supplement in the middle of your day because I tend to find that it makes me a little bit more sleepy and loopy, but at night you can add a little bit of it if you want to. Now, um, I haven't had issues with it up until I went full keto, but I'm going to add an extended release 500 milligram at night. Now, not all that's absorbable, so you might only absorb maybe like 5% of that or 10% of that, but adding a little bit to your, to your routine there is good. The other thing you can do with magnesium, which I've always recommend, is you can get potassium, magnesium, and calcium in a spring water. So consider adding this as your primary way of drinking water because it's gonna basically help you replenish your electrolytes throughout the day in a very sort of natural form, and you're getting it just from the spring the way our ancestors did. So you're getting the source in a constant drip, and it's working well to allow you to sort of absorb that throughout your day. So let's shift gears here and let's talk about the athletic performance. So in the gym, obviously coming off the flu, I had less strength and it took me a couple weeks to kind of ramp back up. And I've been now working out uh, consistently for the last two weeks. I have noticed that my strength in the gym is not quite as good as it was when I had honey in my routine. It's kind of early and I'm still recovering from the flu. And I did take about seven days off from any kind of workout. So obviously when you do that, you're gonna kinda, you're gonna drop down a little bit. But what I noticed is that when I go to the gym, I don't have quite as much of a punch. I don't feel like I have quite as much just power. And I've looked into the bodybuilding community and most bodybuilders recommend a 40% macro on carbohydrates to build the muscle, to replenish the glycogen stores in your muscles. We talked about how carbohydrates can give you an advantage. 
I think there's there's definitely something there. And they certainly, when they're when they're spiking the insulin, the insulin is affecting my electrolytes. It's helping, um, or it's making it so I don't have to consume as many electrolytes the way that I was. So I'm going to add in carbs three days a week because that's when I do my heaviest, most intense workouts. I'm gonna do them on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, both breakfast and dinner. So I typically have a breakfast very midday, like around noon, and then I have my workouts at like four or five or six, and then I have a dinner six or seven at night right now with my current schedule. I'm, I'm sleeping about 1.30 in the morning and waking up about 9.30 in the morning. So that's my sleep routine. I've really adjusted my, my schedule because of my social life and just uh, socializing and how I wanna optimize things. That's just where I've gone. Overall, the carbohydrates, I'm going to find out here very soon. I'm gonna actually do a leg workout today and we're gonna see if I notice a difference. I already feel better having them in me. So three tablespoons of honey is about 60 grams, 60, 63 grams, and you're getting about 70 calories per serving. So when you think about that, that's gonna be around 210 calories from carbs. That's not a lot in the grand scheme of things. I'm consuming somewhere around 2,400 calories a day, and this is 200 of those 2,400. So it's about 10% of my macro, maybe a little bit more, 15%. I might up this a little bit even more and go with like four tablespoons and see how I do. Again, I wanna cycle in and out of keto. So I'm gonna be doing carbs only on the lifting days, uh, three days when I do the intense workouts, and then I do a HIT workout now to kind of lean down. I'm kind of focused on that, and I'm gonna see if that works with my routine. But this is kind of my regimen right now, and I think that this is gonna be better for electrolytes, it's gonna be better for strength and energy in the gym, also for gains and muscle recovery. And so that's really why I'm making this adjustment. The keto's been great, I think I should still cycle that at least once a year, twice a year, just to give my body the metabolic flexibility and make sure that I'm very capable of going into a very low carb state for a week or two at a time and just see how I do. Just as I think that maybe like a, a two or three day fast is probably something you should do once a year as well, just to let your body clean out all the crap and really just reset your, your system. All right, this is the good stuff right here. So I just got this device called an ached away cupper. I wanted to work on my recovery modality. As you know, I do sauna with the, with the sauna space. I also do the cold plunge with my cold plunge on the deck. And I have those routines pretty well dialed so that I can recover physically from just the overall stress and, and challenges of the day to day. Called the Aked Away. And it's basically a red light therapy device that you guys can see. And you've here. got controls here for lighting and for suction power. Now the idea with cupping is, for example, say you're really tight in your forearms. You've been doing like bicep curls, you've been doing chin-ups, you put a lot of stress on your forearm. Well, the muscle gets tight and there's not really an easy way to stretch these muscles. Yeah, you can bend your wrist, you can turn it around, you can open it up, but for areas like your lats and your forearms and your triceps, these areas, you, I mean, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go like this, this? Like, you can't really get to them. But with a cupping device, you can actually do it. And there's, there's, there's quite a few different ones on the market but what you'll see here is this device not only cups, but it provides red light therapy. So 
you can kind of see it sucking the area under my arm. Now, it's not comfortable, and you definitely want to be careful when using a device like this to make sure that you're comfortable and that you're not overdoing it. But for areas where you carry a lot of stress, tightness, you need to kind of recover those areas because you're working them out. For me, I do a lot of bench press, decline, incline, flat. And so my triceps, especially if you're doing it proper form, are gonna take the brunt of the weight along with your chest. You need to have a recovery modality like this that can pull the skin. So you can kind of see it's literally sucking the skin down and the muscle fascia that's in my arm that doesn't really ever get stretched is being cupped, it's being stretched and pulled. So it kind of opens up the fascia so that you can, you can actually get a result. And in addition to that, it's adding in red light therapy. And it does this all from a charge. It takes a couple hours to charge this thing. And then you just put it on your arm. I'll do it and I'll be like working on my computer. I actually really dig it. I'm pretty impressed with it so far. And I've, I've been using it now on my, on my triceps and on my lats. Say you have an ache on your back or your shoulder or somewhere that just doesn't stretch as much, you can actually do movement here while you're working on this and you can feel it just kind of pull at the fascia. I'm pretty impressed with this device. I've been using it now for about a week and a half, just testing it out. You have control settings for more of the actual suction. You have control settings for more intensity of light. And I'm gonna put a link on the video description if you wanna check it out, you can check it out. I think cupping is really powerful. If you've never done cupping, go find someone like a physical therapist. They can do it, they can do it. You can try it out, see if you like it. It's not comfortable, but what I have found is when you oftentimes show up in physical therapy, there's parts of your body that are tight and they're, they're connected across the body in other parts. And so a PT can kind of help identify those areas and open those areas up and oftentimes they use things like cups to, to work it. You also um, apply the red light therapy, which we, we know the benefits of that is, is pretty proven, like red light therapy is gonna help you um, recover better. It's gonna allow you to get into that tissue a bit more to kind of activate some of the, the muscle tissue and, and open it up. So that's what we have. I appreciate you watching this video. If you found value, hit that like button, subscribe, comment below. Let me know what you think if you had experience with electrolytes on keto yourself, and I will see you on the next one.